Hello ladies and gentlemen, it is the Baggies Broadcast Season 4, Episode 3. My name is Luke Hatfield and once again I am in Express and Star Towers joined by the one, the only, Mr Massey. Joe, how you doing? I'm alright, I'm alright, thank you very much. It's nice to be doing it face to face, isn't it? I know we said this last week, but it is nice, it is nice. It is, I feel like it flows a little bit better. Yeah. Like when you're online, you don't necessarily know when someone's going to say something. And you can't really see their reactions. Like, you'll go to say something, and then, like, someone will pull a face reaction. And you're like, oh, have I just said something? Is that a hot take? But you can't really tell when you're doing it, like, just online. Yeah, I think we got better at it, though. I think at the start, I really struggled online. I, I struggled as well. I did lie. struggle at the start. I did struggle at the start. Well, I didn't have any internet for ages, did I? That didn't make no. it easy. <laughs> You're doing it off off your phone's 4G. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, um, oh. but I think yeah, I think we've got. But yeah, it's it's nice. It's nice to be back. It's nice to be back together and seeing your charming little face. Oh, cheers, mate. Cheers. Um, I must admit, I walked into the office. Uh, you came in. You were chirpy, um, but then I've, I've been speaking to you throughout the day. I mean, it's ten to two now, and you've express expressed a little bit of displeasure about the weekend, particularly to do with. With Ooh. social media. Sorry. Speaking of social Sorry, media. Just got a text. Massively unprofessional from um, Joe Massey, that. Let's put that on silent. Yeah, yeah, probably for the best. Um, <laughs> wasn't a sign-in. Sorry to disappoint everyone. It's not Carl and Grant. <laughs> no. <laughs> he's, he's, not, he's not got your number yet. Um, but yeah, you, 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 were, you were a little bit displeased. I was. I'm a bit... Um, is it, is, I don't know if fed up's a bit strong. Is it? Is fed up fair? I don't know. You, I mean, it's... You after really... two games, if you're fed up, I'd I'm dread fed... to feel, think what you'll be like after 20. I'm fed up and a bit annoyed with this air of negativity um, that is currently surrounding Albion. And mm. it sort of peaked, well, I, f- I felt a bit frustrated for a while, but it sort of peaked um, in the build-up to the Everton game. A bit, a bit, well, literally an hour before when the team news came out. Um, I put out the tweet with the team news and obviously it was unchanged from the side against Leicester, 3-4-3. And the wave of negativity that hit me on Twitter. Um, what was said? I, 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 want, um, I want quotes. Well, I, wasn't, I didn't know whether to quote people or not. Don't, I, I not, put it into the day. They put it in the public domain, but don't maybe don't give names. Just give just give tweets. There just tweet. That's a safe way to put it. Um, that's just bloody awful. What the hell has Belich been watching? There's one. There's one. There's one. That's ninety that's, minutes of football preceded that tweet. By the way, we are star, 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 star. Massey. Yeah. 6-0. <laughs> 6-0 um, <nil. laughs> to Albion. That's a good yeah. tweet. Uh, that's massively positive. I can only see a 3-0 defeat. That's probably... Like... Um, you can tell Bilic directly after the game he has lost the plot. Um, and and then, honestly, there was loads of them. But I'll just shout... I'm not, I'm not knocking anyone who sent those tweets in. I love interaction on Twitter. That That's great. But... That was just, it, they're just four. In that 10 minutes, you wouldn't believe the amount of messages I got. Um, and then just, and not just that, just looking generally on Twitter as well. Not messages that came to me, but just that came everywhere. And I just mm. thought, there is this weird, weird, weird negativity around Albion at the minute. And I absolutely hate it. And the reason why I hate it is because I accept that um, Albion kind of limped over the line last season. Mm. Um, it, they, after lockdown... They, those nine games in 33 days, they just about got the job done, let's be honest. We're, we're, I'm, all, I'm happy to admit that. Everyone knows that. There's no point in saying it any other way. But for two-thirds of last season, 
Albion were absolutely outstanding. They were absolutely outstanding. I, can't, I should have looked because I, I knew I was going to say this, but was it one defeat in 20 in, in the first 20 league games? Yeah, and they which, shouldn't have really lost that one either. Which came against Leeds at Ellen Road. They shouldn't have lost that game. One defeat in 20. That's remarkable. They then had a little blip where that coincided with Dean Garner's injury. Mm. They came back and they produced arguably better performances at Bristol City at Millwall. Um, and it's just that Bilic keeps saying this in his press conferences at the minute. He keeps saying, we deserve to be here. And I think that's being forgotten a little bit. They do deserve to be here. They didn't. They weren't great the last nine games. No, bar Brentford, nobody was. Brentford were outstanding mm. with that hell of a run. But as soon as they came under pressure, they crumbled. We saw Jake Livermore, the Jake Livermore interview. And if you saw the clips, that the Albion's media team did some sort of videos inside the changing room after that game, after that QPR game. Mm. And we've all seen the Livermore interview on Sky. We could all see what it means to him. You look at him in the in the changing room after that game. There's players dancing around. Callum Robinson, Matt Phillips, and they're overjoyed, understandably, rightly so, just won promotion. Livermore sat there essentially with tears in his eyes mm. because he knows what it's meant. And that's why they stumbled over the line in the end. And I do think it's been forgotten just how good they were for large parts of last season. They definitely, definitely deserved their place in the Premier League. And, okay, look, like you said to me just before we started recording, if you go up, you need to improve, don't you? You yeah. need to improve. And that is absolutely right. Albion have got to make signings. And no one's saying they don't. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows they need to bring in a striker. Everybody knows Bilic is desperate to bring back Filip Kravinovic. They've brought in Conor Gallagher on loan. I think that's a, that, that'll be a big sign. And I think Ivanovic will be a big sign as well. So where the team is now, say the team that started Everton and Leicester, mm-hmm. I think you can make a legitimate case in two to three weeks, there'll be four players different to that team. Ivanovic, Gallagher, Kravinovic, hopefully, yeah. and a striker, whoever that striker is. So additions will be made. There is no doubt that there are some players who the jury are massively out on whether they're Premier League quality. We all know who they are. We don't need to go into names. But I think everyone just needs to take stock and remember that Albion really, really deserved to be in the Premier League. Albion were a very, very, very good side last season. Um, Improvements are being made. And the aim is to survive this year. Mm. The aim is to survive. They've played two teams who I would be absolutely amazed if they don't finish in the top eight I'd be more yeah. surprised they don't finish in the top. They're probably finishing the top six. Well, you, if they, if either of those teams finishes outside the top half, they've had a disaster. They've had an absolute disaster, haven't they? Yeah. Um, I think we're looking at. I think we're looking at two top six sides. I really do. Um, in both of them. So I just think, and to question Billich at this stage, I mean, I just think it's, I just think it's wrong. I've got to be honest. Albion could not wish for a better manager than Slaven Billich. Mm. They really, really couldn't. I know. I know it's. Um, a lot of people feel like I do. Probably the majority feel like I do, and they end, But there is, it just feels like there's a lot of negativity out there. And I've got to be honest, I, I'm finding it a bit frustrating. I know the national press have done things like everyone's predicting Albion to finish bottom and stuff. And like you can you can make a case like you said why Albion and Fulham will both struggle this season. Yeah. Um, but I just think I don't think Leeds are out of that. By the way, me by neither. Me neither. I think Leeds. When you look at the side, they've they've spent some money. But I'm not going to lie to you, that centre-back they brought in, that Robin Cock, that's his name. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even lying. He's had a dreadful start to the campaign. Yeah. And that Rodrigo doesn't look like he's he's hit the ground running by any means. And otherwise, I think that, that least seems essentially the same. Yeah. 
So they're, they're, they're in exactly the same position for me. They're still playing with Patrick Bamford up front. And I really like Patrick Bamford. I'm not saying that detrimentally, but he won't, he's not going to score. I'd be amazed if he gets 10 goals. I think he's got two. Has he got two already? Yeah, something like that. Um, but I don't think he'll get double figures. I think Leeds, personally, I think with Leeds, Bielsa, the novel, that it'll get, teams will learn quickly that actually they are going to genuinely go for it every single week. Yeah. And eventually teams will suck clock onto that personally everyone goes on about Marcello Bielsa as one of the best managers in the world but he's never managed a top club um, no. there must be a reason for that so I don't want to go bang on about Leeds but I just I just want a bit more I don't know tell me if I'm wrong if people want to tell me if I'm wrong that's fair enough I just want a bit more positivity I completely get Twitter and I want people to be able to free to be have their say and of course they deserve to have their say they're allowed to express whatever they feel but I don't know, I just want a bit more... I just don't like the negativity around Albion at the minute. I feel like there's a cloud over the club, um, and there shouldn't be, because they were brilliant last season, and they deserved their place in the, in, in the Premier League. As, as Billich says often, they didn't get a wild card to get here, they earned it. Mm. Um, they've got some good players, they've got other players that need to improve, but the aim's to survive. Let's get behind them, because they can. They got a chance. They yeah, really they, have. Yeah, for sure. I think you kind of right, and you kind of touched on it. I think... This is almost driven by the way that national press and national radio stations and obviously big time TV broadcasters have kind of reported on Albion and, and Fulham. They see Leeds and it's, 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 it's weird that this... I know Leeds won the championship, they claimed championship title last season and they deserved to. They were very, very good. I think they look at that team and they look at Leeds and they're traditionally seen as a massive club and they are a huge club you look at Elland Road and you look at you know the the honours they've gained back in their history and it's seen as a glorious return for them and West Brom and Fulham are just the other other guys who have just come up so oh we'll just disregard them and the fact that I was I was obviously not watching the game on the weekend because I had I was covering Shrewsbury Town and it was great to see fans back there by the way um, so I was listening on the radio my word they were not giving Albion a sniff before that game kicked off really yeah and it was it was very much oh I mean Everton are going to walk all over these they're, they're going to trounce them it, West Brom don't stand a chance and I was listening I was going okay like I understand that West Brom have just been promoted and they've still got a fair bit of business to do but I thought they over-egged it a little bit and then they were made to eat their words that first half because Albion were the better side. And I tell you what, on another day, they would have been going into half-time either a goal up or at least level. Yeah, worst case um, scenario level, really. But but I tell you what, they a lot, of, a, a lot of them, I was listening on TalkSport, but I'm sure it was across every other radio station who was reporting on the game by any chance, that they were made to eat their words a little bit because they were surprised at how good Albion were. And that was... It's kind of weird speaking about it because they lost the game 5-2. But there was obviously other factors that went into that. But I think it all comes from that national that national kind of coverage of Albion. And then fans who who haven't had a chance to see them because obviously COVID and you've not, not had a chance to see the team, you've only watched it on TV, are starting to believe that a little bit. When they shouldn't be, they should be trying to stick behind them. Yeah, I agree. I think that is what it is. And they do just need to stick behind them a little bit more. And they absolutely desperately need to stick behind Billich because I can't think of anyone better who could be Albion manager. I really, really don't. I think he's been absolutely fantastic. On and off the field, he's been absolutely fantastic ever since he came in. So, and look, no one likes to watch a team lose every week. And, and, and everyone likes signings and, and, and the glamour that comes with it. But 
I don't know. I, I just think this team, this, we all know something now that, look, the truth is we take four, fifth bottom right now, wouldn't we? Mm. And, we know that's, that's, if we're being honest, that's the aim and to build gradually. And I just think this team has got a shot at doing that. Um, signings will improve it. I just wonder if it, a lot of it is this, because of the signings, that signings haven't been made and this strange sort of world we live in where signings, I tell you, I don't know if this is, I don't know if I'm going off on a, I am going off on a tangent here, but, Last week, last week, say yeah, I was I'm not I'm not I was close to getting ten thousand followers on Twitter, right? So I'm not bothered about how many followers I got on Twitter, but I, I was close, so I was I was kind of keeping an eye on my followers, right? Then I did the game, the um, Leicester game, and mm. I gained about four followers. So it was a game in the Premier League, yeah. And I thought I, I don't know if I'm say I was twenty or thirty followers off ten thousand before the Leicester game, yeah. And I thought. I reckon I'll get over 10k, you know, with that Premier League game. Yeah. Albion Leicester. I got about four followers. Added about four followers. Oh, right. Okay. A couple of days later, I tweeted a transfer story that wasn't mine. It was basically a, someone else had done it, Alan Nixon, John Percy, whoever had done it. Mm. I put a few calls and found out they were right and basically redid their story. Mm-hmm. I gained like 30 followers. And I'm sat there thinking, how have I gained? I, from a game, from a game... I've gained four followers, but from a, a transfer story that isn't even mine, I'm not claiming it as an exclusive. It wasn't. I didn't know about it. Someone, other, another journalist, got it. Yeah. I just chased it up. Um, I've got thirty people love transfers. People mate. love transfers, and it's just, and I think that 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 is what is affecting this team at the moment. The fact that Albion haven't been as busy as people would like um, in the transfer market, and I really, really blame Sky Sports. I really, really. I watched this this ridiculous transfer show last week they have on at 10am on Sky Sports News oh they love it that uh, transfer like, show absolute dross and I watched someone turn around and say that Chelsea have won the transfer window and that annoys it's not a game mate it's not <sighs> a sport they haven't won the transfer window it's, and it, it, it annoyed the hell out of me and I just feel like everyone's such in this vacuum of transfers and you don't get points for signings. You don't get... It's just... I don't know. It feels like everyone's bombarded in that at the minute. And I think that is in, in, impacting the negativity around Albion. Like, I feel people maybe will pick up. When, so let's say they get Krivinovic on the striker. I think hopefully then people will pick up a little bit. But I don't think that should affect the team. I really don't. I think people have got to take these games and take these players and appreciate them for what they are. You know what makes me laugh? And Matt Wilson always used to say this on this podcast. Oh, go on. You can't judge a transfer window... At the end of the transfer window, you judge it six months, a year later. That's when you know whether you've won a transfer window or That's not. That's a cracking point. Because yeah. you look back and a lot of people said the the summer before Albion got relegated, my word, what a transfer window. They've won this transfer window. They signed Gregor Krakowiak. They'd signed a load of players. Yeah. And that Albion side were piss poor. <laughs> Let's be You're honest. You're allowed to say that. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm allowed to say that because they were, <laughs> up until, I mean, don't get me wrong, it wasn't just signings, it was a management as well. Alan Pardew didn't work out. The moment they brought Darren Moore in, things started to pick up and it was, it's it's, it's not just the signings, but let's be honest, they didn't, they didn't work. So yeah. you could look at Chelsea right now and say, yeah, look at all the money they've spent. Look at all the money they've spent on Kai Havertz. Yeah. First two games, I'm not going to lie to you, he's been, it's been non-existent. He's been poor. Yeah. And I don't want to get on his back because he's a young kid and he's only been in the country a week. But at the same time, you spent 75 million quid on the kid. Yeah, yeah. Just because you spend money doesn't mean it's money well spent. 
Yeah, I agree. I just can't, I honestly, I cannot wait for the window to close. I want, I'm desperate for Albin to get a striker. Everyone knows they need a striker. I'm desperate for Karinovic to come back in because I think they're the two things Bilic really wants. Mm. And then let's just have a go at it. Let's have a go. These three games will be out of the way. Leicester, Everton, Chelsea. Um, yeah, I'm just crack on. I'm, I, I, can't, I can't wait for that time. I, honestly, I can't wait for it. Sounds ridiculous, but I can't wait for it. Uh, well, you're, you're one of the few. Because <laughs> everyone loves transfer windows. Well, so. yeah, I, I can't wait for it to close. Um, shall we talk about the game? Yes, please. I mean, I'm going into this quite uh, on, on a little bit of a high, despite the fact that it was Everton 5, West Brom 2. It was certainly dramatic. Uh, plenty of talking points. The first one which I'm going to go over is is, is Kieran Gibbs. Um, red card, right before half-time. And for me, it changed the game completely. Yeah, for me, it changed the game completely as well. Um, yeah, it's difficult. I mean, it's difficult to say anything, as I said before, but I, like you said, you start, you feel like, I, I genuinely, genuinely feel more optimistic after Everton than I did after Leicester. I think, I think there were positives in the Leicester performance for 45 minutes, like Bilic just said, 45, 50 minutes an hour, maybe. There were positives against Leicester in terms of how solid um, Albion looked. I know Leicester had a couple of chances, um, through Harvey Barnes and Jamie Vardy. But as I said on the podcast last week, they're all straight at Sam Johnston. You very, very much expect him to make those saves. Mm. Against Everton, Albion didn't carry a massive attacking threat against Leicester. Against Everton, they really, really did. Mm. They really, really did. Um, These quotes haven't actually seen the light of day, but one of the questions I asked Bilic after the game was, why were you so much better going forward in that 45 minutes? Um in that first half against Everton and Leicester. And he simply said it was because we were more brave. Um, they were more willing to try things. They were more, and he, he told, he, that's what he told the players. They have to be believing themselves more. They have to go and express themselves a lot more and they have to be willing to try things. And they did. They mm. did in that first half. Um, the really frustrating thing with the Kieran Gibbs red card is, I mean, I've given him a two in my player ratings, which is the joint lowest I've ever given. I'm, mm. I don't know if it's a bit harsh because... The way I caveat, the way I feel, might be a bit harsh. It's for forty-five minutes. He yeah. was he was excellent, and Albion had a real strength down that left-hand side. Gibbs to Dean Garner to Robinson. Mm. Robinson naturally drifting that way. They were playing some fantastic stuff, the three of them, um, and they were getting a lot of joy down that left-hand side. Dean Garner was absolutely sensational. I said in the office earlier, he could that boy could play left back. Mm. He's so good defensively, he could play left back. Of course, we don't want him there because he's actual quality going forward um, but he's so good defensively um, and he was Gib- giving Evan a nightmares wasn't he I he mean was- I was listening to it on the radio and he was just he was causing them all, all sorts of problems all sorts side. of problems um, and so and yeah and then Gibbs I don't know what you say about him really he's, he's completely lost his head and, I, and the reason why I gave him a two was because Look, with 11 men, Everton might have gone on and beaten Albion still in that second half. There's no, like, they've, they've got quality, haven't they? Yeah. They really have. And I think, I, think, I think Lady Luck was shining on Everton on Saturday. I'm so annoyed with Dominic Calvert-Lewin's first goal. I think they're, I think they're damn lucky to get that, yeah. Everton. Um, I really do. Um, fair play, Amos Rodriguez, for their goal. Maybe someone could have got out of, to him a bit quicker, but I mean, oh, it's a good strike. It's a good. So that's the type of player they've bought now, isn't it? I yeah. mean, you don't play for Real Madrid for nothing. So I just think with Gibbs, he's lost his head in the moment where, and why I've given him such a low mark in the ratings is because you just think if Albion had gone on to get a result at Everton, 
what how much belief that would have given them and that's what really annoys mm. me about it even they could have gone on and lost the game 3-2 second half no one would have been immensely surprised if that had happened no um but i just think gibbs knows you cannot shove anyone in the face no matter what hammers has done you cannot shove anyone in the face and i mean he, he goes down play acting as well because he doesn't I, it's not like he's lumped him but at the same time you just can't you can't it's it's it's, it's, it's it's always going to be a red card. You can't do that. I'm not going to moan it. Look, everyone's going to be on one... Whatever side of the fence you are, James Rodriguez, his actions. Personally, I think it's sportsmanship. Yeah. You, it happens all the time in every sport. People try little tricks. No one would moan, moan now if the game starts on Saturday and a centre-back gives a striker a little kick. Mm. In the, it's what happens every week to let them know they're there. That's the saying in football, let them know they're there. Well, look, James's version of letting them know they're there is a bit sort of... What's the word? It's a bit petty and a bit well, put, childish. Put it this way. If he doesn't go down holding his face, does he? Get, does Kieran Gibbs get a red card? I think he does still, yeah, because I think Gibbs, you don't put your hand in the face. But Bilic's point was, when he get, when when Hammers goes in on Gibbs, Gibbs should go down. Mm. Gibbs should do that. Do the little role and the little play acting and say, look what's happened to me. Because then if he does, Hammers gets booked. Yeah. And Gibbs certainly doesn't get sent off. But... What's really annoys me with the Gibbs one is a that he's done it and b he's done it in the Premier League. Yeah. Where there's VAR and everything can be watched again. I mean, you never know. He might have got away with it in the Championship. I mean, mm. he would have got a retrospective ban. Yeah. Um, but at least they'd have had him for the rest of the game. Yeah. Um, and you just think, come on, mate! Like, how, how, how stupid can you be, really? Um, the fact that he's an experienced player as yeah. well. It's just. He's one of Albion's most experienced, particularly Premier League experienced players. You just got to be a little bit smart. And I, I know what it's like. You can you can get caught up in it, and I'm sure it would have been very frustrating for those Albion players at that point because you've just conceded again. You're going into half time, and you're thinking, "How are we going in a goal down here?" Yeah. And then Hamas does that. He goes in on him a little bit late, but doesn't really. He doesn't like give him the studs or anything. And it's just a little bit, that tiny little bit more frustration has just pushed him over the edge. But you've just got to be a little bit smarter. I think you've got to be a lot smarter, to be honest. Like, it's not... I, I, I do get... You make a good point with the emotion of it. And I think that is the, that is the nuts and bolts of it, isn't it? It's that Albion just played brilliantly. They'd found themselves almost through no fault of their own 2-1 behind. Mm. I think you can make a genuine case Furlong was fouled in the build-up to Calvert-Lewin's first goal. Even so, VAR said on the video, like... VAR normally rules things out, doesn't it? We're yeah. normally watching goals where someone's an inch offside and it disallow. It very rarely gives goals that mm. have been... And you just think, that was a hammer blow, really. Um, and look, it's, it was hugely disappointing to watch Rodriguez lash one in from 25 yards. And it was, it was cruel. It was cruel that Albion were 2-1 behind. But Kieran Gibbs, we hear so many things about how he's such a good, positive influence in the dressing room. And like you say, he is experienced. He's 30 years old. He's got a lot of Premier League games under his belt. And he's a leader in that Albion dressing room. Because of his age, because of his experience, he has to be a leader. Mm. Um, and he wasn't in that moment. And it, it cost them. So it really cost them. I mean, look, like I said, I'm not saying, I'm not sitting here and saying if it, if it had happened, Albion would have gone and won the game or drawn the game. I don't, I don't know what would have happened. Um... But they get but for forty five minutes, as Carlo Ancelotti said, Albion were the better team, mm. um, and it would have given them a massive chance to make a real fist of that second half. I think with eleven players, eleven players on the pitch. Well, they they made a fist of it anyway. I mean, particularly to start the half because that Pereira free kick, which by the way needs to be talked about much much more. 
Yeah. That is an unbelievable free kick from Mateus Pereira. It's probably the best free kick I've seen him strike. Yeah, yeah. And he's he scored a couple of good ones last season. Um, but it wasn't just Gibbs, of course, who saw red. It was Slavin Bilic as well. Um, for me, this is a terrible look for Mike Dean. Yeah. I don't think he comes out of it looking good at all. And I, I was talking about the national press and radio before. They've they've really dug into Mike Dean here. I yeah. mean, you've even seen a former Villa player in Gabby Bonlahor come out and say how Mike Dean's one of the most arrogant men he's ever dealt with. Oh, really? I don't and know if that. you've got, I'm no disrespect, but Gabby Bonlahor is he's always got his claret and blue glasses on. Yeah. Bless him. And you can Oof. understand why. Boyhood Villa fan played with, played for the club, refused to play anywhere else, just retired. And the fact that he's back in Albion's case says a lot, I think. Yeah. Because Mike Dean does not come out of it looking good. Slavin Bilic has come over, he's tried to have a word with him. Admittedly, Bilic is, if he's walking over to you like that, I can see why he'd be a little bit intimidated. Because he's a big, he's a... He's yeah, a, he's pumped, isn't he's he? He's a Bilic big guy, he's very passionate, I think passionate is the way to put it. Yeah. He approaches him passionately, doesn't swear, isn't really aggressive, and then gets a red card. But I understand the rules of the game say that you have to issue a complaint in writing after the game but come on have some common sense man so a lot's been said about Mike Dean obviously like Gabby Abunglahor I think match of the day did something I've seen something on Sky Sports News this morning I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt in the sense that as we record this at quarter past two you are, you, you're going to be below 10,000 followers you are saying this well no what I'm going to say is at quarter past two I'm waiting to find out if Albion were waiting to appeal that are waiting to see what's in his report Mm. before deciding whether to appeal Bilic's red. Bilic should not have been sent off. He absolutely should not have been sent off. Let's see what comes out of the report, and let's see if, based on what Mike Dean writes in his report, Albion feel they can appeal and they can get that appeal turned over, because it was petty. Look, Gibbs was silly doing we've said Gibbs was silly doing what he did. let's say Mike Dean was silly doing what he did he, yeah. he's over I mean it's just ridiculous he shouldn't have done it um, and it's really unfair um, I get the feeling that if that's Jose Mourinho Jurgen Klopp Pep Guardiola he's not even getting a yellow do you reckon maybe it's hard to know isn't it yeah but it's interesting it's a fair it's an interesting point it's an interesting point but look, let's hope that it was idiotic what Dean did. It was absolutely idiotic. It was arrogant, and it was, it was just rash. Um, he wasn't giving him a chance to say what he wanted to say at all. No. Um, he didn't hear him out one minute. I don't think so. Let's see what comes in the report, and let's see if Albion get a chance to appeal it. Because I think Dean should hold his hands up, really. Yeah. And this say, I've probably, I've gone a bit, I've reacted a bit too quick there. I don't know what you think about this. I've always thought. And if I was a referee, I'm, I say that not being a referee, but if I, if I think if I was a referee and I'd made a contentious decision, I'd want to speak to people about it after the game. I'd want to try and explain myself, personally. Yeah, there's a lot about... Yeah, I can't remember someone said to me why... Oh, I, I would absolutely love to see referees, and I know it's a hard job, I understand that. I'd love to see them on camera after a game. Someone's told me why they don't do it, and when they told me, it was a really logical reason, but I honestly can't remember what it was, unfortunately. I'd, just, I'd love to see it. I'd love to see Mike Dean put in front of a camera, and not like in a, not in a, a vindictive way. It's like, oh, Mike, like, what, was your, what was you thinking here? Like, oh, you've sent Kieran Gibbs off here. What was you thinking? Oh, yeah, well, he put his hands to his face. He can't yeah. do that. What was, your, what was the thinking with Southern Village? And he might go, 
he approached me quite uh, what I felt was aggressively. I felt a bit intimidated. I, as a referee, if players see me being intimidated by a manager, I can't referee a game properly. That's why I sent him off. And you know what? I think a lot of people sitting down watching him go, all right, I disagree with it, but I understand it. Yeah. I think... I think Mike Dean didn't realise in that moment that a lot of Bilic's frustration stemmed from Calvert-Lewin's goal. Yeah. I think he probably thought that he was coming over angry with a red card, which, let's be honest... It was a nailed-on red card. was a nailed-on red card. Um, and he was probably maybe thinking, why are you here saying these things when your players just shove someone in the face? Mm. I had no choice to send him off, but send them off. But when you look at the furlong, when you look at why Bilic was actually aggrieved, he's got a lot more of a case, Bilic. Yeah. Um, furlong just gets bundled over completely. Yeah, I've got to be honest, at half-time, we were discussing in the press report saying, why has Bilic gone over to the ref? Because yeah. that's a red card. I can't see how Bilic is unhappy with that red card. And then I actually asked him post-match, I said, I mean, I said to him, Slavin, you seemed unhappy with the red, but it did look a red. And he was like, oh, yeah, it was a red. There's no, but it, it was then sort of it emerged that he was actually unhappy with the furlong incident. So mm. it was, um, I don't know. It was, I don't know Mike Dean, and I've, I've, I'm not big on my officials, really. I just let them, I just don't pay a lot of attention to them. But he made a big mistake, and hopefully he has got the chance to rectify it. Mm. Whereas Kieran Gibbs hasn't really. Do you know what I mean? He's going to be punished. And well, it's three they, games for him. Yeah, right? and they've lost that. They lost him immediately, didn't they? And yeah. then obviously they lost Bilic as well. But Mike Dean can write a report. He can maybe say sorry. He, may, he can say, actually, I've got that wrong. Mm. Let's, over, let's rescind it or something. So we'll see what comes out. Yeah, we will. Um, some good points, though. Dean Garner. I mean, what a brilliant goal from Grady Dean Garner. And... As I said, I was listening to the radio. It was weird because everyone was talking about West Ham after the goal, saying West Ham fans are going to be f- more fuming now. Yeah. But I tell you what, that is a special goal. Yeah. For yeah. his first in the Premier League. Great goal. Was it his first in the Premier League? I think so. I wasn't sure if he got any for West Ham, but yeah, he was. Yeah, brilliant goal, wasn't it? I mean, well, either way, first in the Premier League for Albion, if I happen to be wrong. Yeah, yeah, first. In, yeah, uh, amazing goal though. I mean, it was a great ball from Pereira, really, to start it off. It was very mm. clever, nipped in, and but obviously. You don't very often get an assist for a pass you play in your own half, which no. is what Pereira did get for that. Um, um, and then, yeah, he ran, he ran, he ran, he ran, he ran, didn't he? And he lashed it in. I mean, look, Everton and Carlo Ancelotti must be thinking, why on earth has no one gone so, to him? He signed all them defensive midfielders and none of them were there. None of them were there, yeah. And no one, no one in the back came out to meet him. They just let him keep going. So, um, But, I mean, it's an absolutely wonderful goal and what he's capable of and... This is the exciting. This is the exciting thing about Albion for me is as long as Dean Garner and Pereira are on the pitch, mm. there's always a chance of something. Yeah, um, they can always create something out of very little. So that's why I think that's, that's a big reason to be optimistic going forward. Yeah, and then Pereira showed what you what you can do from a set piece as well. Yeah, and I think the big thing with that is look, it was, I mean, it was magical, wasn't it? It was an absolutely magical free kick. It was amazing, but also on Everton the flicks and tricks were starting to come out again. Mm. Um, the little like Cruyff turns and the little, little and the one touch passing like with the, and that's, that's the positive sign for me mm. It's that Pereira is, he's sort of, his confidence is growing, he's settling into life in the Premier League and he's starting to do those off the cuff things that are very hard to defend against. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, another, another positive, another positive from that game. It's, it, it was very, very bizarre 
it's very bizarre to have these positives after a 5-2 defeat. Yeah. Um, but there was an awful lot to be encouraged by. One thing not to be encouraged by, um, defending set pieces. Yeah. That was an issue. That was an issue. <laughs> and that is a big worry, to be fair. Um, I mean, people can tell me if I'm wrong. I'm, I'm more than, I've watched the goals a couple of times. Um, it's not obvious who is at fault for them, you know. Um, kind of comes with zonal marking, doesn't it? Um Calvert-Lewin completely loses Darnell Furlong for one of the goals. You can mm. definitely put one on Furlong if you like. Um, and then, yeah, that, I don't know if it's... I can't, it must have been a free kick. I, I can't quite see who is at fault for it, but maybe that is what comes with zonal marking. Mm. Um, it's weird. And in interview Carl Bartley last season, and one of the things he said was these things tend to happen in patches. Yeah. And, and Albion were very, very patchy defending set pieces last season. They'd go a couple of games where they kept conceded, then they'd be good for a long spell, then they'd go a game they conceded again. And he was right, and it feels like Albion are in a, in a bad patch with that at the minute. Um, mm. They had this problem in the Championship, they did correct it, they did sort of fall back into it again, they did correct it again. So they're going to have to correct it rapidly um, because, well, look, Set pieces are massive, aren't they? Like you, you can't be conceding goals. But the only thing I would say is, in their defence, Everton had an extraordinary amount of corners in the first half. Yeah, I think it was nine, um, of which all bar one Dominic Calvert Lewin header early on, which I think he again lost Furlong. Um, they didn't really threaten from any of them, mm. so there was sort of some sort of defensive solidity from set pieces. But then obviously that went completely out the window in the second half. Uh, but yeah, look, I mean, it's training ground stuff, isn't it? It's stuff that's got to be ironed out. And look, while we are being positive, and while I am excited by a team going forward, the bottom line is you do not stay in the Premier League if you keep shipping goals. Solid foundations at the back, keeping it tight at the back is the very, very basics. It's the fundamental if you want to stay in this league. So Albion have to start keeping clean sheets if they're going to stay out. They have to. That's the worrying thing, isn't um, it? You've conceded eight goals in two games. Yeah, I mean, it's like Villa last season conceded two goals again, and they, it was when they tightened that up after lockdown. Yeah. Then their points all really started to improve, wasn't it? And so you can't do that. You just can't do that. So for all the positives, the, the first thing to sort out is the defence, because mm-hmm. if you do ship goals, you will, you will go down because the quality of player you're up against, they just will score. It's as simple as that. You hope having someone like Branislav Ivanovic in there. With that now, some Premier League experience and obviously defensive ability, despite him not being, he won't be the quickest anymore, but he will certainly command, you know, command that penalty area a bit better. Yeah, yeah, you'd have thought so. I mean, he's looking a more and more shrewd signing of every minute he doesn't play, really, yeah. if we're being honest. I mean, I, in my analysis piece in the paper, I wrote that we're putting a lot on Ivanovic now, it feels. Mm. Um, but I do think Albion need him. Um, and Bilic was desperate to get him so and from what Bilic says he was outstanding for Zenit last season mm. um, so I think he looks a very shrewd sign if they get a very if they get a, a, like a, a, an Ivanovic a top notch Ivanovic if he is still at that level that we know he can be at then I think he could make an absolutely massive difference certainly could um, right let's talk transfers Joe because we're still in a transfer window as much as you want it to end it's still going Um 
going to reel off a couple of names that you like, like we did last time. First one, um, you reported today, Umbai Niang. Yeah. Um, that one came from left field, didn't it? So, yeah, it came... When did it first originate? It originated... Oh, it was some French journalist that um, did... One of these journalists that do YouTube videos, they break everything on YouTube. Mm. Um, came out last week, and you got to think... I never read the bloke, so you'd, you'd just leave it there, and then you can't chase after every name that comes out, really. And then, then obviously, Alan Nixon and The Sun did it on Sunday. Mm. Um, so I've put it to a few people today, and, yeah, um, there is interest there from Albion. From what I understand, there's been contact between... Albion and Renz about mm. him. So, the, what we need to stress is I don't know where, as we say every week, really, where he is on the list is anyone's guess. The truth is, no one's ever going to know, really. You, could, you might get a sniff if someone's a top target, which mm. we believe Carlin Grant is. Yeah. Um, but where he is on that list, who knows? And, like, clubs do line up players like Ducks. Do you have your Ducks in a row? Is that the yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, you have your Ducks yeah. in a row. So, and you can't just do things out of the blue. So you have to make calls and make inquiries and mm-hmm. and base things on and and make it clear that if we do this, can we do that? If if we can't do this, maybe we could do that. So it looks very much like Harlan Grant is top of the list. It mm. also looks like we're getting well, we're getting closer to the deadline and I don't know if Albion can afford him. Um is a is the God's honest truth. So it looks like Niang. We know. I know Andre Gray is on that list and high up and seen as a very, very a re- realistic alternative for Grant. And now, from what I'm told today, so is Niang mm. um, on loan. Um, which, if he signs on loan, it seems from the reports that have come out, Ren would be quite happy with a loan with a view to a permanent. Mm. Um, if Albion survive, which sort of plays into Albion's hands, really. That is. That's the deal they want for Kravinovic, um, yeah. but can't get Benfica to agree to. So it looks like um, this, well, this, this has got real legs. From what we understand, Carlin Grant remains the first choice, but I don't know. But that that could be evaporate. That could be getting sort of further away day by day rather than closer. I don't know. It might be getting closer, but it hasn't happened. And Huddersfield appear to be digging their their, their sort of teeth in. So would a move for a lone striker? Give Bilic the funds to buy Kravinovic, maybe it would. Yeah. So maybe they're the things we're weighing up at this moment in time. Um, but yeah, genuine. But what what we can say for certain is genuine interest. Albion have spoken to Ren about Nyan. You do think as well. It would be a bit. It would be savvy if you could get a loan with maybe a, an option to buy. You know, should Albion stay up? Because that would make much more sense financially for them. Because then. It, if next summer rolls around and an album finishes 17th, then you can go, great, okay. He scored X number of goals, we'll take him. Yeah, yeah. And then you've still got Kovinovic, you've still got the other signings there. Um, you kind of covered Carl and Grant in that, so I don't think we need to cover him too much more. No, no, I mean, I think, look, from what we understand, he really wants to come to Albion. Um, I think he's first choice. I think he's Bilic's first choice, um, as well as Dowlin's, but... Mm. 15 million, roughly the asking price, 16 million. Could it be a matter of someone like Dowling going, going to the owner you know, and just saying, look, this is someone we really, really want. If we could just have a little bit of cash. I think that, is, I think that scenario is almost what separates Albion from a hell of a lot of clubs at this moment. Mm. And it is that there's no point. It's yeah. that Lai is not going to give them the money. 
as mm. simple as that. Um, and I think that's the issue, and I think that's why Carl and Graham may not happen, um, because they just... I mean, Sam Allardyce, I've listened to interviews of him where he said, basically, one of your biggest strengths as a manager has to be going, getting more out of your owner, your chairman. You have to be able to go there and, and convince them to give you more. Mm. Um, and I just think Dowling will... From what I gather, Dowling will... There's no... Dowling's just going to never know. There's not even... There's, there is no way Gauchan Lai is investing his money into Albion. It's as simple mm. as that. Um, so... Dowling, Bilic, certainly, in terms of transfers, are operating with one hand tied behind the back, I think it's fair to say. It's just going to be a matter of maybe if they could get some players out. That Yes, yes, um, but... Are you going to get the money? That are you, you going? To, are you going to get the money? Is the question. Yeah. Um, obviously, we don't know. We don't know how much Albion have got left to spend. How much they'd need to bring in? Could it be three, four, five million they need to bring in? Could it be seven, eight million? If it's getting to seven, eight, I don't mm. know if the assets are there. Yeah, you do wonder. Even if, um, if even if you got a deal for, say, a Kenneth Zahor and someone else, you're not. I personally don't think you're getting close to eight million. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. What about Mbwana Samata? Um, so. <laughs> I mean, I know plenty about him. Um, so Samata, what, we, what I've been told is that um, he has been discussed by the Albion hierarchy. Um, but in terms of this list, I don't even know if he made the list. But, mm. he, but he, was def- he might be on it. Um, he might still be on it, as far as I know. Um, but... The impression I've been given is very much that um, they've looked at obviously an awful lot of strikers, and his name has come up in a conversation. Mm. Um, but there isn't much more interest in it than that. Um, he is about to go or close to joining someone else. Reports linking him to Turkey. Turkey. Um, so may, I would suggest that was agent-led, mm. trying to drum up a bit of interest in his client but you do, but I don't know I, I I can't sit here and say 100% certain that Samata won't sign but I would still be very surprised if he did very I'd be surprised su- as well personally yeah given I think it's strange that he's been linked away from Villa anyway given that he only joined in January but I can understand why they would look to move him just because he hasn't really done the business for them and obviously they've invested money in other forwards they've just signed Bertrand Traor who can play up front they've signed Ollie Watkins yeah. Wesley's coming back from injury mind you might not be until the new year until we see him so it's I could understand it but I'd be a little bit surprised yeah um, any others any other names that you've been hearing that you may not have mentioned no um, I think I think Albion will be done with two more Billich said two Mm. He did a really good. If anyone before I had my press conference with him last week, he did a really good um, video interview with BT Sports. Obviously, they had the game at the weekend, um, and he said he did say he actually used. He said we we need two more, mm. um, of which one is Kravinovic and the striker. And I, I got to be honest, I've said all along if they get from from where they are now, if they get Kravinovic and Carl and Grant, I'd be happy with this window. Yeah. Um, the fact that they got Dean Garner through the door was amazing. Yeah, the fact they got Dean Garner. Um, so I think that's realistic. Look, if, if it's a transfer window at the end of the day, players 
I think, if we're being brutally honest, there's not a lot of players in Albion's squad who, with the, with a financial situation, if if, if people make offers, reasonable offers, mm. then there are players who could be sold, perhaps somewhat surprisingly, maybe, um, outside of sort of... I wouldn't be surprised to see Higazi. If I mean, someone came in for him... From what I'm told, Higazi wants to stay. He's very happy at Albion and will not be leaving, but... Not necessarily his decision. Not necessarily his decision. Um... But outside of maybe Pereira, Dean Garner, and Robinson, Livermore, I don't know, Livermore, like, I think anyone could, I don't know, but I don't think people will go. But I've, what I'm saying is there's a transfer window mm. and you never know what's going to happen. Someone could come in for someone. It might mean I'll be have to move someone, bring someone in elsewhere. But from what I understand, from what Billich has said anyway, I think we're looking at two more. Mm. Fingers crossed Kravinovic, fingers crossed Carlin Grant. If it's not Carlin Grant, it's going to be another striker. Andre Gray and Yang, someone else, I don't know. Mm. Either way, plenty of time still to get deals done. Um, right, before we get on to questions, I'm going to give a little bit of a fantasy league update. I know you're not part of it. No, sorry. But um, the winner we decided was going to get a Nando's on us or a reflective meal with us. Well, we said they could have the money if they wanted because... Yeah, who wants to sit down and eat, eat with us? Yeah. Um, so we game week two... Do you know how many people are in the this league? Go on. 163. No way. Yeah. And you're not part of it? Can't believe that. I wouldn't do it. I'm sure I wouldn't do it. It'd be the issue. I'd finish I'd finish like 93rd because I wouldn't make any subs and I wouldn't... I'd my, Someone would get injured and I wouldn't ever take them out. And it would... I mean, in fairness, you'd probably do better than I am because you know where I am? Go on. 135th. See, that's a bit embarrassing, isn't it? I'm middle of the... Well, kind of like lower half. I'll take that at the moment. Um, but first place, currently, the the man who's on course for the Nandos, Danny Wright with Yo-Yo FC. And I'll tell you what, he's had a good game. He had Pereira. 10 points from Pereira. Harry Kane as well, 23 points. But he's got he's the league's highest at the moment with 161. So good, good on you, Danny. We'll be keeping an eye on it throughout uh, this season. So uh, make sure you do make your subs unlike Joe Massey would. Um, but yeah, then maybe uh, you'll be having a Nando's on us, or just the cash money alternative. Yeah, it's up to you. Um, right, questions, 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 Joe. Questions, questions. Uh, questions. Plenty of them. First one uh, comes from uh, GWBA Pereira to Grealish nil in goal t- contributions. Yes, Pereira's, I completely forgot about that. Pereira's played two games. How many has Jack Grealish played? None. Exactly. Yeah. So what? He's he's, he's still running. He's already catching. He's already like miles behind. You've got to put that picture as your profile picture as well. You on match of the day two. If you can get the picture, then maybe I'll consider it. But oh, brilliant! I'm like I've got the picture. That's well, fine. I'm just, I'm just considering it. I've already tweeted it once. Doesn't say I'm gonna. I can't believe when we started this running joke that you're an Albion fan. Well, it's not a running joke. Obviously, it's based on solid it's, foundations it's, it's a and, running joke. and the way you act every day it's and the way you laughable. carry yourself. But I, I cannot believe it's ended with you on Match Day 2 as an Albion fan. I mean, that is beyond our wildest dreams, isn't it? It wasn't an Albion fan. You were on a fan of Albion. You were on a video of Albion fans. Yeah, I was a journalist offering an unbiased perspective. But it doesn't say that anywhere in the bio. All it, it says, says is Albion. No, no, it doesn't matter what it says in the bio. What does it say in the video? It says Luke Hatfield expressing to start a digital journalist. Yeah, but that. That doesn't mean you can't be an Albion fan. No, the word Villa it, is never in that video. Have you read my Twitter bio? It quite clearly states that I'm a Villa fan. Everyone knows, mate. 
everyone knows. Uh, this is one of them situations. Would you rather everyone think or everyone know? Albion fans are so everyone supportive thinks. of you on this journey as well. I think you just need to, need to accept it now. I'll tell you what, they won't be supportive if, if Villa go and beat them. They won't be supportive there, I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, but yeah, Pereira 2, Grealish nil in goal contributions. Fantastic, yeah, yeah, I'm buzzing for that. Um, Leo Watkins, is the media interested in us signing alternative strikers to Carlo and Grant? More of a negotiating tactic with Huddersfield so they're more likely to sell us now it seems we're less interested. If you understand what he means. Um, I don't think it's a tactic. I do understand, I understand exactly what he means, and that definitely happens in football a lot. Mm. Um, agents talent, and then but just say, well, actually, we're going after this guy. No, wait, 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 come back. We'll knock off three million. That kind of thing. I don't think the 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 information that's being put out. Like I tell you, I'm saying that Albion have contacted Renz over Nian mm. and over Watford over Gray. That hasn't been leaked to. That's information we found out mm. that there's probably other strikers Albion have approached clubs about that we don't know about. Yeah. So it's not like that information's being leaked. It's sort of that information's being found out, if you know what yeah. I mean. So it's not... It's not a club are just feeding at you and saying, yeah, hopefully... Hudson yeah, I mean, they don't really feed me again. anything, to be fair. But that... that yeah, that... And, and, but, yeah, do you know what I mean? They're not... I think that, that genuinely is the situation. Albion have to sign a striker... They have to have plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D. Mm. If they're going to end up signing plan C, they can't just phone them the next day and say, oh, hello, Huddersfield have rejected our bid for Colin Grant, can we please have so-and-so? Mm. You've got to negotiate, you've got to still do the deal. It's not easy to sign players. Um, so I don't think it is, but I can understand the question. Um, one more thing I'll add on Colin Grant is, I don't know if you're watching the um, Amazon Prime Tottenham documentary. See, I was I started to watch it, and then my Prime member. This is going to sound so cheap, by the way. My free trial of Amazon Prime ended, yeah, and I'm so against paying for it that I can't watch the rest of it. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay for it either. Um, my wife's got Amazon Prime. I don't. I don't know why we pay for it. Well, she pays for it. I wouldn't bother. Um, so I'm watching it on that because she's got it. It is really good though. I enjoyed the first few episodes. Yeah, I mean, and then I was gutted that I couldn't watch it anymore. I do wonder what they'd have done if Mourinho hadn't taken over, because it was very, very Mourinho-centric. But yeah, I think they were. They probably filmed it as if it was going to be Pochettino-focused, and then realised Mourinho's come in. Mourinho's he's he's Hollywood, isn't he? Yeah, he's Hollywood. So we've got to focus it on him. But I thought I was interested in that documentary that Daniel Levy said everything gets done in the last week of the window. Mm. Um, so even for Tottenham, who, let's be honest. I mean, we've just signed Gareth Bale, not in the last week of the window. Um, but even, that's a great sign. Oh, it's an absolutely way. amazing signing, but. Even at clubs like Tottenham, they know that the chances are a lot of their business is going to be done late. Mm. Um, that's, so that's the one hope with Carlin Grant for me, is that I think, look, he doesn't want to play for Huddersfield. He's not even involved in the matchday squad. So mm. there's no doubt Huddersfield wants to sell him. And there's no doubt Carlin Grant wants to leave. Um, and the closer it gets to that deadline, mm. the more... Huddersfield's position gets weaker and weaker and weaker because if they don't sell him they're just going to be left with a player who doesn't want to play Yeah. so that's why I still think there's a chance for Carlin Grant yeah just um, eating up wages as well eating up wages but but it's going to go a long way I think it'll be if it gets done it'll go late mm. and it certainly won't won't hinder things that Huddersfield now know that they like other people yeah uh, Dan Nash Albion have lost their heads after falling behind in both games so far Bilic included 
Does this suggest that mentality, the players and coaching staff, may not be up for the Prem, especially without fans getting behind them in the ground? Ooh. That's a bit strong. I'll admit they've lost their heads. I wouldn't say that it doesn't mean they're not up to it. Maybe they're a little bit... Maybe they've just come into it a little bit more excitable and trying to like maybe ride in the highs and the lows a bit too much. Yeah, yeah. I was a bit surprised but after the Leicester game. I said, and Bilic said, that their heads dropped after the first Leicester goal. Mm. Bilic said in his press of this week that it didn't actually happen. It was after the second Leicester goal when the heads dropped. Um, but they, they came back so many times last season mm. um, from losing positions. Some of Bilic's changes were amazing. So, yeah, I do find I'm a bit... I'm a bit surprised at that, the way they were against Leicester, and particularly. But I think the Everton game, I think, I've think got to be honest, I think it's a freak game. Mm. I don't think there's an awful lot of analysis you can do on it now, bar the first half and the second half. Gibbs' red card has changed, it's changed the, the, the complexion of the game completely. And I'll reiterate, it's, you've, got to, you've got to take into account who they're playing against. Mm. I, think I can't remember what the fixtures are but it starts with Southampton and then there's a run of games Burnley Brighton Fulham whatever whatever order but that's when that's when we're going to learn a lot about this side and how good they are in the Premier League because at the moment let's be honest they've lost two games that we all expected them to lose really mm. Mm. Um, and I think they've given a good fist to them to be fair yeah. for, for, for yeah. long spells in those games uh, for sure Liam Dunn asks is this, is this squad capable of winning 10 to 12 games this season I think so oh, you, you, look, you need to win 10 games to stay up really don't you yeah I think it, you look at the teams down there and yes they're capable of it they just need to believe that they can and obviously I need the signings to be able to do it because I do think at the moment without and I know Callum Robinson's been signed as a striker but without a proven goal scorer, like a proper proven goal scorer, Colin Grant, I think, does fit that bill. They are going to struggle a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Although, I mean, it only takes Dean Garner and Pereira to be on it, and then all of a sudden they can be, you can be winning games. Yeah, great. Uh, and I, I think that Everton game, they, another day they could have won that. Could have won that game. Uh, and I'm going to re- literally re- reiterate what I said the answer before. Let's just see how they go against other teams. Mm. Let's just see how they go. I mean, we. We can't, it's really harsh to compare them and say, can they win 10 games after having lost to Leicester and having lost to Everton with 10 men? We just need to, I just think, I just think this team is a good team. Mm. They should, they were a good team last season. Let's, let's get on a run of games where, against teams that are going to be not in the top five, top six, whatever, and then let's judge them then. Because I think we're, I think we're, we're just, what's the cast in the die? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. we're judging. I just think we're judging really quickly, and I think I do completely get that no one likes losing games, and no one likes to sit and watch their team get beat, and it's not enjoyable. Mm. Um, but unfortunately, that's kind of the Premier League, isn't it? For well, that's what that that's what they wanted to get into. That's what now, that's what the Premier League is for the for. Let's be honest. For pretty much everyone, bar Liverpool and Man City, at the minute. Everyone, yeah. like, I mean, I don't know. The top six are gone. They're going to win most games each week. The difference between whoever finishes 7th and 18th isn't going to be a world away, I don't think. No. Um, 
So let's just let's just see what happens. I think everyone just needs to take a just breathe a little bit. Mm. Um, Sunil Patel, how does Gallagher fit into the midfield? He's clearly an attacking central midfielder, and neither Livermore or Sawyer's are natural destroyers. Uh, we likely we likely to make Jake play as a defensive midfielder and remain, and Connor as number eights. That, is that how you think they'll go? Yeah, I think that is how, how they. I, I personally do think that's how they'll go. I think Bilic has gone three four three at the minute um, for two reasons. One, because he's essentially only got two central midfielders that are senior mm. in Jake Livermore and Remain Sawyer's. You can't call Sunfield or Raheem Harper senior players; they're youngsters, really. Um, mm. um, and I think it gives them slightly more stability at the back. Um, that's why he's gone three four three. I think he will go back to four three three. Mm. Um, and I think I do. I think as Sunil points out, I think I do think it'll be Jake Livermore sitting. This isn't the best of Jake Livermore, as we said last week. In mm. terms of we want him box to box, we don't want to lose that energy. But he can do that role at the end of the day. One is England caps playing as a holding midfielder. I don't think Conor Gallagher is an attacking midfielder. Um, I think he's a ridiculously well-rounded. Mm. midfielder I think he can actually do a bit of everything I think he's very much sort of a number 8 I know he can play as a 10 but I just think he's just such a complete player if you like um, that he's he's like a perfect CM on Football Manager he he really is um, very well balanced Um, so I think so I think there's I think there's a lot of he's a really good signing for me really really good signing um and I think it will be a midfield free of. I think it'll be Livermore, and then I think it'll be Kravinovic, Gallagher, and Sawyer's comp- competing for two mm. of those three places. Jess Ackroyd asks, "Whatever happened to Mislav Orsic?" Um, I, forgot, like, I forgot about him. So Bilic did an interview in Croatia. That, I mean, obviously, I'm sure a lot of people have seen or at least seen the video that came out with subtitles with it. And he said in that video that he wanted Orsic again. Um, said that they tried to get him in January but couldn't strike a deal mm. um, I mean you've got Dean Garner and Pereira yeah I mean you get yeah you've got Dean Garner and Pereira and, and, and Robinson who can play on the left yeah um, I still I think I think maybe last season Bilic would have preferred Orsic over Robinson maybe at that time yeah. him probably knowing more about Orsic than Robinson but I think Robinson was a smarter move um, I mean if you if you can swap Ollie Burke for Callum Robinson which I did yeah, and yeah. not pay a fee. Yeah. Instead of paying, I mean, what is it going to be? I don't know how much his money is going to be for Orsic. Yeah, eleven odd million. You, you're so. talking multi-million. Yeah. You're not. It just makes no financial sense, does it? And also, you've got an owner who won't pay it. So yeah. that, that that that's the bottom line. They've got. I mean, you're effectively choosing between Orsic and Dean Garner. Yeah, effectively choosing between Orsic and Dean Garner. Yeah. And Dean Garner, you know what he's all about. He knows the club, so he can fit in straight away. He's used to English football. He's got Premier League experience. Oh, I'd rather have Grady any day of the week. And he's got ridiculous resale. So all we know about Orsic is he's lining quick on FIFA. For being honest, yeah. No, none of us have seen him play properly. True. I haven't seen him play. Bar clips on YouTube. Um, yeah, there's no YouTube highlights that come across poorly, are there? No, exactly. Yeah, everyone's got a show reel, haven't they? Uh, Bucks eighty-seven asks uh, Austin wasn't in the squad on Saturday. What does that mean? about him and his future at the Hawthorns? Um, he wasn't in the squad. Um, I asked Bilic about that as well on Saturday and he said that 
Uh, I asked about the three players that weren't there, which were Conor Gallagher, Kamal Grzycki and Charlie Austin. Conor Gallagher, the paperwork hadn't come through in time. Kamal Grzycki and um, Charlie Austin were left out for what Bilic called footballing reasons. Mm. Um, I sort of met at a moment, if I'm being honest, where... I wondered if he said football reasons instead of selection reasons. Mm. I wondered if he was clever with his words there, but because then Steve Madeley in The Athletic did put out a piece within which he said he understands that Albion are willing to listen to offers for Charlie Austin. Mm. Um, I've got no... I would. I don't doubt Steve Madeley, so that if he's put that out there, then it's probably true. Um so yeah, we were just saying that though. There's a lot of there's no there's not many players in this squad who they wouldn't listen. Yeah, to legitimate I think offers I for. think when you're in the financial situation, Albion are basically in a mo- in a model where they have to. They all they've always got one eye on future transfers mm. on, in terms of they have to bring money in. They're, they're self sufficient, aren't they? Yeah. Um. So. <sighs> Yeah, you wonder. You wonder if if that Austin is age. Um, he's obviously only got one year left on his, on his deal, so if he he would leave leave as a free mm. uh, next season, um, I don't know. I don't know. Look, he hasn't really. He's not. He's he's he's, he's behind Callum Robinson. He he'll be behind whoever comes in. You'd have thought. Behind HRK, uh, it looks like he's behind HRK at the minute. Although obviously those two were sort of jostling, jostling yeah. last season. Um, yeah, as a whore we've not seen. So yeah, he's injured, um, but but he's behind Austin and HRK. Mm. Um, it's a difficult one with Austin. That the the one thing that what the one thing I would say about him is when Kev, when Albion went down when they sold Kevin they went up. And, mm. and they let Kevin Phillips go um, and he went to Blues and smashed him in for Blues and Jonathan Greenan said to me he feels if they'd kept Phillips they'd have stayed up that year Yeah, just off the bench just if a chance nicking a goal, nicking a goal. and I put it to Kevin Phillips actually and he sort of said he feels he could have done that for them as well I mean he mm. had no regrets about going to Blues he, sm- he fired them to promotion I think he, I mean God, yeah, he, he did well at Blues. He was amazing in that election, wasn't he? For he was amazing, Kevin Phillips. So, yeah, that's. I think there's a case for keeping Austin, um, but for me, yeah, I'd, I'd imagine there's some truth in that. That maybe Albion are willing to listen to offers from. You mm. uh, Baggy says, with Niang being fast on FIFA, can you finally admit that we're bound for Europe? I tell you what, there's some positivity for you. Um, Max, not to pass the buck, but teams like Villa. Have had an extra week in the transfer market before their season starts. If our season started today, I'd argue we'd have been we'd have been much more prepared for the first game with such a short summer. This hardly seems fair. Do think yeah. there's anything in that? Because I kind of look at it in two ways. You look at the way Man United started their season the other day; they were so rusty. And Solskjaer's argument was, well, Crystal Palace have had a game in the Premier League already; they've already got up to some match sharpness and. Yeah, I think this he's got a valid point there, Solskjaer, personally. I do as well. I don't. I think having the break could be a detriment to some of the teams. Although, admittedly, it does give them an extra time to get some players in. So you play tonight, don't you? Villa play tonight. They play Sheffield United. Yeah, I mean, that's so, going to be interesting. If Sheffield United tonk you, that'll be, that'll be interesting. Because Sheffield United have played a game. They obviously lost to Wolves. 
But in the same respect, Villa, uh, Bertrand Traore won't won't play, but Emiliano Martinez probably will, and he wouldn't have been in goal if their season had started last Saturday. Yeah, that's true. So you'd have had who you had in goal? Probably Nealand or Steer. Yeah, Nyland. Yeah, it would have been him, wouldn't it? Yeah, and let's be honest, he's not great. Yeah. Yeah, so you got yeah. So it's it's a double edged sword, isn't it? it? Can go one way or the other. Yeah. Um, last one comes from uh, Black Country Cad. Are the club looking to offer Billich a new contract? You describe him as buying into a long term plan. I have faith in Billich. I'd be devastated if he left in nine months. Plus, any news on Edwardson in a new deal? You think we would have learned our lesson now after Ferguson? Um. Oh, good questions. Um. It's a tough one to say, yes, give him a new contract now. Because you don't know how Albion are going to do. But at the same time, he's got Albion promoted. Yeah, I mean, look. I don't want to talk about Albion going down and being back in the Championship next year. I really, really don't. But if they, if that was to happen, I want Bilic at the ham to take them back up again. So if I'm being honest, I can't imagine anyone better for the job. Clubs have done that, haven't they? Mm. Burnley did it with Daesh. Is that right? Did yeah. Burnley go down with Daesh, keep him and come back up? Yeah. And um, Norwich are now trying it, aren't they? Yeah. Um, Norwich managed to keep a large chunks of that squad together as yeah, well. I know, I know they've lost Jamal Lewis, but they've still got Max Ahrens, who some, somehow Norwich are fobbing off Barcelona. Oh, no, yeah, I feel sorry for the lad, I do. I, I, I do a little bit, but at the same time, I wouldn't want to be doing business with Barcelona. No, true, yeah, yeah. The no. way they handle things. Oh, yeah, no, I agree with that. Barcelona deserve it, but for the lad... Yeah, there was, there was a picture came. I don't know whether it's legit or not. There's a picture of him as a kid wearing a Barcelona kit as well. Yeah. So he, he obviously has some uh, liking to it. Oh, yeah. one of the news. Tyron Mings has just signed a contract extension. Oh, um, but yeah. Another relegation battle for you then. Uh, yeah, you'll be playing for England, mate. Rightly so. Um, but yeah, no, it's an interesting one. Village New Deal. Um, yeah, I think we'll have to wait and see. I don't think I don't even think it's really the time, really. Mm. Um. To be discussing new deals, I think I think that's probably a, a more question to ask. Maybe December, January time. Mm. Um, but I mean, look, if it was me, I'd give him one. Yeah. If I'm being honest, I'd love to. I'd love to like him to stay. But it, I think you'd give a nice lift as well, because like you said, there is that little bit of error negativity. If you give him a new deal, so we we're backing you. Yeah. We're backing you. Let's get behind you. Mm. It'd probably help. I just feel from a bit in the, in the in the sense that he hasn't got a lot of money to spend, has he? He no. hasn't got a lot of money to spend, and he just I mean, you got to be careful. Sometimes things just come to a natural conclusion. I'm not saying giving him do do a Newcastle and give him a six year deal or a nine year deal. Yeah, saying, yeah, just yeah. Give him an extra year. Yeah. Just so there's no question marks over this summer. Yeah, I I wouldn't be against that, but I think it, I don't think football clubs would work like that. I think it'll mm. be further down the line. Kyle Edwards, um, yeah, it was yeah. So I don't, I, I haven't the goodness troopers. I haven't asked about him for a very long time. Mm. Um, which is a shame. I've, to be honest, I sort of forgot about the whole contract situation, which is a shame really, because spoke to him every week about his about his song. But um, yeah, it was a bizarre one because we, we were told that he was in negotiations and it was going very very well. Mm. But Albion sort of triggered their option just to make sure he stayed for a year, almost to, so they could elongate those contract talks. Yeah. Um, with coronavirus having changed a lot, so... I really like him, I do. I really like him. As a, as a, as a, as a person, he's, he is lovely. 
he seems and, and this could be famous last words as well because I felt that with Ferguson he feels like he's quite settled as well like he doesn't strike me as someone who who wants to make a move yeah I think he's one of those people that if you add him in the dressing room the dressing room's always going to be like quite happy place he's mm. like he, he's definitely the he's definitely the like the joker the practical he's definitely he's, he's a very like he's very funny like everyone loves him at Albion and everyone absolutely loves him mm. um, so and I think he's got a bright future he needs to play that's my only worry really yeah. with him is you're not doubting his ability you're doubting is he going to get the match time needed to truly develop more than anything yeah, he's but he's played them. every game so far he's featured in every game yeah so like that, if he keeps doing that then it's fine if, if not then I'd say give him a new deal and then send him out on loan yeah. let, let him go and play some minutes in the championship yeah yeah I agree yeah. Um, interesting fact as well he followed me on Twitter the other day did he? yeah he oh. doesn't have a, he doesn't have a blue tick though does he at the moment he's like he's like me and you just no blue tick just, just yeah but um, yeah, he doesn't follow it, me. It's, he might do because you might not have noticed him. But um, yeah, I tweeted the video of the goal um, against uh, Harrogate. You know when he when he was on the left hand side, did that really nice bit of footwork. Yeah, yeah. Drove in and then created the goal. I tweeted the video and I just put something like, "Oh, Kyle Edwards has done some filthy some some filthy behaviour from Kyle Edwards or something." And yeah, I got a follow from it. Uh, so bless him he follows me now I'm really happy about it alright <laughs> <laughs> fanboy yeah I couldn't help it I was, I was a little bit starstruck to be fair um, but yeah uh, so yeah um, I think I think yeah maybe maybe give him a deal just because yeah. he followed me <laughs> <laughs> come on Slav sorry out um, right uh, let's finish with a double preview because there are two games this week we didn't even talk about uh, the Harrogate game did no. we um but they're through to the next round. They face Brentford in the Carabao Cup. Uh, two home games, Brentford and then Chelsea. Um, is this a little bit of a mini rivalry, Brentford, do you think? I think it is. Is there yeah. a little bit of needle in it? Yeah, I think there is. I think there is a bit of needle in it. Um, I think they'll have a real point to prove, I do. Mm. Um, it worries me a little bit because I really want, Ab- well, I've said before, I want albums to win it. I want them to go all the way. Um, but yeah, I think it's a tough game, this. I do think that. He's, he sort of took it quite seriously as well. They beat Southampton in the last round too now. Yeah. Uh, he made six changes from the league side, which isn't drastic, is it? I mean, it's more than half, but yeah. it's not drastic. Um, like Bilic doing 10. So I think it's going to be a good game, I do. It could go either yeah. way. I, I really do believe that. I think it's going... Interesting situation there, though. Ben Rama's still not playing for him, is he? No, he's not playing for him, no. He's not. He's still not had a move. Been linked with Crystal Palace now. Yeah. Oh, well, I think to be fair, the Palace, if they get Brewster, I've, I'm not sold on Brewster. Oh, know. he's a finisher. I think. I mean, I saw him for Swansea last season a couple of times, and I was like, he's good, but is he worth twenty million? I think twenty million in this market for a young English centre forward. I think that's quite good with his potential. That's why as well, who Albion wanted. Um, I mean, easy. Albion wanted. They're doing a lot of Albion. They've got basically the money. To, they've got they've got blooming Nathan Ferguson. They've got well. Nathan Ferguson. Yeah. Um, yeah. They must have. There's obviously a lot. Albion scouts and Palace scouts obviously got a lot in common. Did they bloody carpool everywhere? Yeah. <laughs> they might have. Yeah. I mean, it's just. Um, it's just. Yeah, it's a strange one. Um, you reckon Billich is going to give this use this as an op- another opportunity for the players who. Might not be starting week in, week out. Yeah, I think he will, but um, 
I've got a feeling he'll go 4 3 3 tomorrow. Mm. I mean, I'm basing this only on what I think, but I think he'll play Gallagher. Yeah. Um, I think because Gallagher obviously can't play against Chelsea. Yeah. So he probably needs a game. Um, and I, I got the feeling with the 4 4 2 he played last week against Harrogate, I kind of got the feeling he just put on the pitch the players he wanted to play. Yeah. And they, they naturally fell into a 4 4. I don't think it was a great. I'm not taking anything away from him. I just don't think it was a tactical sort of decision, really. You did look at it and you thought, only Dara O'Shea here is, is played, and it's just like, is it kind of. Uh, well, the only reason that was because of his injury for Hagazi, right? Yeah, probably, yeah. So yeah, yeah, it would have been 11, 11 would, straight changes, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, it would have been, yeah. So I can understand it. It's very much a move I would make on FIFA or Football Manager. You always get punished for it on Football Manager. Yeah, just just just, just put them out. Yeah. On FIFA, it's a little bit different because you can obviously control it. But I, I literally throw out like all of the players who haven't played so I can recover the fitness for the other players, yeah. the ones who play week in, week out. So, um, uh, but I can see him go four three three with Field Gallagher, um, Harper, Harper, and, and then who would your front three be? Well, I think Rizicky and Edwards will play. So, I mean, that then does make the Austin situation a lot more interesting. Does because he go with HRK or Austin? You'd imagine HRK will start. Yeah. Um, if it, I mean, but obviously you could go four four two and start Austin and HRK. I don't. I, I could be getting reading into something that's absolutely nothing, but. It'd be very interesting to see if, if I mean if Austin wasn't involved tomorrow night, if he wasn't on the bench again, and say it was Jamie Saul, Ooh. if HRK stuck, then suddenly you're thinking Austin's off. You do think the writing's on the wall at that point, don't you? You think, but but we'll see. We'll see. I'm sure Austin will be involved tomorrow. We'll see. Um, Chelsea after that though, that looks like a dawning game, doesn't it? Um, They've had a little bit of a mixed start, Chelsea, because I think Lampard wasn't happy with the performance against Brighton, where they won, and then was happy against Liverpool, but they got beat. But they've got some good, good players. And I know we were talking about Kai Havertz earlier, but, I mean, he's still a £75 million player. You've yeah. got Timo Werner, uh, and then you've got the rest of the Chelsea squad who were, let's be honest, I mean, a lot of, a lot of money has been spent on that team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in comparison to Albion... The budgets are in completely dif- different stratospheres, oh aren't they? I mean, they'd absolutely love the money that Chelsea just spent on Werner. Yeah. Um, yeah, ama- amazing, yeah. Um, so. Is it a little bit of a free hit, do you think? Oh, it's definitely, definitely a free hit. Definitely, definitely a free hit. Um, and you just. We're in the same position again, really. I mean, we're in the same position again as Leicester and Everton, aren't we? In the sense that. But this time. That was a good catch, wasn't it? Oh, wow. It's knocked over a bottle of water, but caught it mid... Um, that was very good, wasn't it? <laughs> that was impressive. Um, but obviously, our Chelsea are probably the best, the best team of the three, you'd imagine. Yeah. Um, so, it's a free hit. Can Albion dig in, frustrate them, nick something on the counter? Can they? They've got the players to do it, but the, the Liverpool loss doesn't help, does it, really? Um, it doesn't, but at the same time, I think... You look at that that Chelsea defence. Still not got Chilwell. Thiago Silva's still not played. Yeah. They've just lost Christensen to a red card. I think that defence. And I'm not. Gonna, I'm going to be honest. I don't rate Frank Lampard as a manager yet. Me neither, actually. I think he's. So, there's so many questions about him defensively. I just. I think they can be got at. You know. And I thought. T- I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I thought this every time Villa played them last season. I was like, yeah, we can get something here, and they didn't. 
Um, because going forward, they've got so much firepower. But you do think there's like a there's a flaw, yeah, that a team could take advantage of. I I do agree. I don't look. I do agree. Look, if I'm being honest, I think Chelsea are going to win the game. I think everyone does, and I've said it many a times. I can't wait for Southampton away. I just cannot wait for it. Mm. Um, and that run of games, but that's going to be tough, isn't it? But. God almighty, Albion deserve a bit of luck. They absolutely yeah. deserve a bit of luck. They really do. So hopefully they get a bit against Chelsea because they really, they really have been unfortunate, I think. Mm. Yeah, give us give us a good performance uh, and I'm sure we'll both be happy. Yeah. Right? Great. You got anything else to add? Um, no, I haven't. I'm playing football manager at the minute. I'm Monaco. You're Monaco? And top scorer in the French league, Niang. Really? Yeah, I know, yeah, how about that? Ah. Could be a very good omen. Could be a great omen. Uh, right, that just about does this then. Um, another episode of the Baggies Broadcast done and dusted. Make sure you stick around for next week's episode. We'll be back, hopefully, after a good performance and maybe maybe even a point against Chelsea. We, we, can, we can dream. Uh, so from me, from Joe, fun farewell. Good fun.